I'm Samantha Goldman, and you're listening to the Food Explorers Podcast. As a parent, I know you dream of your child having a happy and healthy relationship with food. But I also know how exhausting and confusing it can be when your child just won't eat. In my background as an occupational and feeding therapist, I've helped hundreds of families both in and out of the hospital bring the magic back into mealtime and development. And I want to help you do that too. In this podcast, I give you the full scoop on the tools and tips you need to start helping your child confidently explore new foods while having fun. Please be advised that this is not medical or therapy advice and is just for general and informational knowledge. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to our sensory series. For those of you tuning in for the first time, throughout the entire month of March, I am focusing on providing you with a really basic understanding of what sensory processing is, what it means for you and your child, and what is happening inside your child's body. This way, you can start to really understand your child, why they are behaving or responding to you in a certain way, and better be able to connect with them. If you have not listened to episode 14 of the Food Explorers podcast yet, the title of that one is Sensory 101 for Parents, then I highly suggest you pause this, go back and listen to that one first. The information we're going to chat about today will make much more sense after you do. So if you haven't listened to it, start there and then come back and listen to this one. Okay, so a little reminder on what we chatted about in Sensory 101. Number one, sensory processing is defined as the way our body takes in, interprets, and responds to sensory information, like what we see, hear, and smell. Number two, we have eight different sensory systems. Number three, our body kind of works like a thermometer. When we're getting the right amount of input and process it well, we're at that just right temperature. But when we're not getting the right amount of input for our body, or our body isn't interpreting it well, we can get too hot or too cold. Number four, we can use self-regulation strategies to help bring our body back to that just right spot. Today, I want to dive a little deeper into what happens when our sensory systems aren't working quite as effectively as we would like them to. Essentially, what does it mean when a child or an adult is having sensory issues? The very first thing I want to point out here is that every single person in the world has a sensory system, and every single one is unique, kind of like a fingerprint. While one person might love roller coasters, another person might get nauseous. And while one person loves the feeling of sand beneath their feet, other people might cringe at just the thought. Does that mean that these people have sensory difficulties? Well, not necessarily. We typically categorize it as a sensory difficulty when it is significant enough to impact your life on a daily basis. I like to say that we all have sensory quirks. For example, the feeling of saran wrap gives me goosebumps and even the thought of it makes me shudder, but it doesn't impact my daily life. I just use a different container. And if I had to, I could use saran wrap. I just don't love it. So when it's a true sensory challenge or difficulty, these quirks are big enough 
to hold you back from doing the things you need or want to do in life. You'll notice throughout my content and this episode, I use the term sensory difficulties or sensory challenges instead of disorders. And I want to chat about that for a bit. As you know, my background is as an occupational therapist. So occupational therapists do not give diagnoses despite what many people think. When you work with an occupational therapist, we look for trends with sensory processing and where people have challenges. Any kind of diagnosis is going to come from a doctor. In this case, it's usually more your pediatrician, a developmental pediatrician, or a neurologist. Okay, so now you know when sensory quirks are classified as a difficulty or a challenge. But did you know there are different types of sensory difficulties? For the purpose of this episode, I'm going to give you a brief overview, but I do go in depth on these in my Making Sense of Eating program and even provide you with case studies to really help you understand the different types. There are three main types of sensory difficulties. Number one, sensory modulation. Sensory modulation is the body's ability to take the sensory information that comes in from the world and keep your body at that just right spot. Sometimes the sensory input is too much and sometimes it's too little. When you hear the terms sensory avoider, defensive, sensory seeking, over-responsive, under-responsive, etc., they are usually referring to sensory modulation. Number two, sensory discrimination. This refers to the body's ability to tell the difference and intensity of sensory input. Children with discrimination difficulties often have a hard time understanding the signals from inside and outside their body, like when they are hungry or need to go to the bathroom, or they don't recognize that certain information, like what a sound means. And number three, sensory-based motor difficulties. After our brain interprets sensory information, it sends a message to our muscles of how to respond. When a child has challenges here, they might have a hard time with balance, posture, and motor planning. Now to make it even a bit more confusing. Every single sensory system is different. One may have no challenges at all, while another has challenges with sensory modulation, and yet another with sensory-based motor difficulties. And they can also overlap. And that's where my Making Sense of Eating program really helps because we talk about every single sensory system separately so you can start to learn about them and identify trends for each. Then at the end, we tie it all back together for a really comprehensive picture. Again, this was a really brief overview of sensory processing difficulties. There's a lot more to it and a lot more that I chat about in my program. But I hope this helped you start to understand a bit more about what may be going on inside your child's body. Maybe you had an aha moment or realized that you need to do some more digging. If you haven't downloaded my new freebie, Self-Regulation Strategies for the Over and Under-Stimulated Child, I really, really recommend that you take a moment after listening to this episode to do that. It provides you with really simple strategies that can be really helpful when you start to notice that your child's body isn't at that just right spot to help them feel a little more grounded and regulated. Go to drsamgoldman.com slash self-regulation strategies or click the link in my bio on Instagram at drsamgoldman to check it out.
I will see you back here next week as we continue to dive deeper into sensory processing. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Food Explorers podcast, a podcast about helping your child learn to become a confident and happy eater. If you love this episode, please make sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, or leave a review wherever you are listening. This helps parents just like you find this podcast and start bringing the magic back into mealtime. Thanks again for joining me today, and I'll see you next time.